I swear. Wrestling podcast. Hi there, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the A Squared Circle Wrestling Podcast, the most everything brilliant about wrestling podcasts, really, isn't it? It's one of the best. The best? Yeah. Um, well, I don't know. I listened to a pretty good podcast the other day. 83 yeah. Weeks with Eric Bischoff. That's a good podcast. Interesting, because I listen, I haven't listened to it in a while, but when I listened to one of them, there was just so so many lies in there. That obviously, I can't verify their lies, but mm. enough people would verify their lies yeah. to make me think like, oh... You know, he destroys all his credibility, do you know what I mean? Okay. Do you know what else is a good podcast? What? And I'm assuming that Eric Bischoff will give us a shout-out this week. And Zack Ryder's... This is what I want to talk to you about. Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins do a podcast all about wrestling, wrestling figures. Toys. Okay. I, I saw... And I was on, looking at their Twitter earlier. Yeah. And on our very first podcast, we were talking about some of the things we will talk about. And I said wrestling, wrestling figures. Toys. And then you went, hmm, no, we won't. No, I didn't. But there seems to be I'm an audience sure. for it. Well, I'm pretty sure I... F- Excuse me. <coughs> That's bad radio, isn't it? That's all right. Carry on. <laughs> you should have turned yourself down like I do. Oh, there's no need. Is there? Okay. We're Take me as I am, warts and all. Mm. So uh, I'm pretty sure I suggested let's talk about wrestling toys. And I might have said as a gag on that Keep episode. Keep in mind, this is documented. Yeah, I know. It can be proved. And I, might have said. Said, I might have said as a gag on the first episode. Yeah. Oh, no, we won't. As a gag. Okay. Right, but I'm pretty sure in conversation, private conversation between us, I've referenced we should do a wrestling toys episode, and you said no, no one's interested in that. No, I think you're getting me confused with you. No. Yeah. See, no, I'm a big wrestling no. fan, figure fan. Yeah, but I thought you didn't weren't interested in talking about the toys. Oh, I've got many stories to tell about the toys, funny stories and fun stories. And Go on then. Well, I don't know. My Bret Hart music used to be like that. There you go. Cool. Well, he surely used to do the music, didn't you? Yeah, to mine was, my Bret Hart was more like... <coughs> oh, yeah, but I'm talking about Heart Foundation Tag Team. <coughs> Rubbish. Well, my music's Rubbish. certainly better than your... Oh, oh, Sean, I'm just a sexy boy. Because that was sensational Sherry um, singing. Yeah, and, and my rockers version of Shawn Michaels used to come out to that. Oh, did you? You didn't have the proper one? No. Though? Oh, unlucky. So I just had the smiling little <laughs> little one. With his green trousers. Hand, green trousers and mm. little push down back. That became my one, two, three kid after I got the heartbreak kid. Oh, really? Yeah. No, yeah. I never. Shawn Michaels, but the heartbreak kid never became part of my territory. All right. Unlucky. Well, there you go. We've got lots to talk about wrestling figures, which I think might not be particularly interesting, but quite a fun listen. Well, we'll save it till Christmas, shall we? Well, we did a... Didn't we do a... T- oh, we did a Christmas Christmas presents, presents episode, yeah. yeah. Um, but we've got loads of cool stuff to talk about this week. We do. Yeah. We do. So what have you been up to? Um, I think my biggest piece of news ever was the fact I've got my first ever Andy Boy Simmons t-shirt. Can I plug that straight away? Shut the front door. <laughs> what does that mean? Was it, I don't know. It's just the expression. Isn't oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So It th- might be shut the back door, actually. I don't really know. No, I've certainly heard shut the front door before. But shut it, the front door? Does that mean shut up, does it? I don't know. I oh, okay. It's just like a. An Look, stop trying to be cool. You're not. Um, so, yeah. I've got my first ever Andy Boy Simmons t-shirt. Um, through to the uh, extreme extreme help is that a good way, good nice way of putting it? Uh, with our guest today, Mr. Kevin Kelly, he came up with the whole concept and idea, and he had a graphic designer who, funnily so enough, like lives on the Isle of Wight. Just like everything, uh, Matt Jackson. No, Matt oh. Rich Baker. Oh, I thought you were. Let me just double check. I'm sure his name is. 
James Rich Baker, and he told me actually he'd messaged you about referee training and you never got back to him. But I said, don't worry, Rich. From now on, message me about your referee inquiries. Well, I and think we'll, he's probably we'll lying. What's his name? Rich Baker. Rich Baker. Let's pull him up, shall we? Very generous with his time. Nice man. Um, Come on, Rich Baker. Maybe that's just his. Maybe that's just his. I don't know, an adjective and his job. Like it, Rich Baker. We've got Curtis Chapman here in the room, everyone, who refused to do a five-minute bit just to come on and say hi, everyone. I'm Curtis Chapman, and come on, this isn't. The, you want to talk about bad radio? You talk about um, you searching your emails. Richard Baker. 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 Right, let's just move on. Okay, come I, on, let's move on. It suggests that he was in attendance at, at our best at the Portsmouth Guildhall. Oh, yeah, 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 he comes to all the Portsmouth shows. I don't have another okay. reference to him. Just all right, to well, possibly it's Facebook. But anyway, um, ver- thank you very much, Rich, and uh, tr- tremendous design. It's based on a can of beer that Kevin saw in a service station of Eric Cantona. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I tell, where, I tell, where can we get this T-shirt, Andy? You can get it from prowrestlingtees.com slash pillar p-i-l-l-a-r and can you explain this t-shirt to me explain it to you yeah i just did well explain it well i don't i don't understand well what do you want to know why do you think that you're a pillar of uh because i am one of the four pillars of modern day speaking too highly of yourself well well, apparently half the other wrestlers do as well but I'm, i'm serious i am in the top four uh doug williams johnny storm jody fleisch nanny boy simmons isn't that right curtis he's giving us a thumbs up and if curtis says so um, okay, why not? Why not? No, I'm joking. I'm just trying to wind you up a little bit. Okay. I just, uh, yeah. Um, uh, and if you can't find it with that direct link, if you search for, um, oh, excuse me. I think I've just pressed the wrong button. Oh, this is terrible. Yeah, if you go to Kevin Kelly's Progressing Tea site, it's on there. $19.99 plus shipping and handling. Um, and my point being is I don't have enough followers to have my own Progressing Tea site. So that's why it's on Kevin Kelly's store. So However, thank you. So thank you, Mr. Kelly, for housing that for me. What we me. could do is try and get you more followers, couldn't we? Well, I've tried, yeah. Followers. Well, I said to you, didn't I, a few weeks ago, I want to get to 2,000 before Christmas. I'm still not going to get your Pro Wrestling Tea store, mate. No, I know, but 2,000 is better. And um, and I didn't think I'd make it, but I actually think I might now, because oh, I'm up to 1,770 now. And uh, and this week's, uh, this podcast is booming. It's going from strength to strength, more more listeners uh, every week. Every week, yeah. So, um, yeah, if everyone who listened followed you, you'd be... I'd have 50 million. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, so, yeah. That's my exciting news. Has anything else been going on? Just here. Uh, not that I can think of. I'm back in the gym. Wrist is actually still bothering me. No, I mentioned you. Oh, yeah, too much. <laughs> yeah, no. Too much lifting heavy weights on my left wrist. Yeah, heavy weights. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's huge. It's like a log. Um, and uh, I mean a log in the gym, by the way. And uh, yeah, so it's actually starting to bother me again, even after like eight or nine weeks not lifting back in the gym now. Do you now. strap up? I'm good. Uh, very funny. Um, <laughs> your wrist? Do you strap your wrist up? No, but I'm going to have to buy one, I think. Because yeah. I, I, I will never have enough time to properly rest that's it. A, that's the thing. You need to keep it nice and tight, don't mm. you? Yeah. And once I think, once I get going in the gym, it, it's fine. But the first two or three sets yeah. are really well, painful. You want to wait till the winter, mate, when it's cold as well. Yeah. 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 Seriously. Yeah, 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 yeah. You sound really concerned. Anyway, what's yeah. new with you? Uh... 
all kinds of stuff. What have I done this week? Oh, nothing really. Oh, so we Global Wars UK went on sale. Yeah. That was exciting. Yeah. That was all. So that was... Uh, did I, Have I told the story about Global Wars UK on the podcast? The way we had a venue and then didn't have a venue? What, this year? Yeah. I don't know. No, like, I mean, as in last week, did I tell the story about what I was... Well, do it briefly, just in case you did. Okay. Who knows what we spoke about last week. We definitely week. did talk blur. about it. Yeah. So, basically, Global Wars UK was um, is our annual show we do with New Japan Pro Wrestling. We do it in October this year instead of November. Um, we did it in October the first year as well, so it's whenever needs must, yeah. you know. It's like WrestleMania um, sometimes is in March, sometimes, sometimes it's in April. April. Yeah. So, there you go. Um, so, uh, this year, doing it, November, um, October... <laughs> October 14th. Yeah. And basically, um, York Hall were unavailable on the date. So I went to my go-to, Walthamstow. Yeah. Unavailable on the date. Yeah. Um, go to... Crystal Palace. So Crystal Palace. Yeah. So that was a key one. Crystal you have Palace. told the story. Yeah. yeah. So we had it booked. And then essentially, when I went, when they were supposed to finalise it, they said, oh, just really sorry. Like, we actually put you in the diary in 2019, not 2018. So yes. that was a, that's a story for anyone who never listened last week then. Okay. Um, so I spent all my all last week trying to find a venue and obviously um, we found the venue the Brixton Recreation Centre which is where the show is um, got tickets on sale on I think last Thursday or Friday I don't know We, I, whenever it was mm. Friday we put tickets on sale um, so there's only 30 tickets left so really? um, do you think if you'd done it at Crystal Palace which would be a 2,000 capacity do you think you could have sold it out I do yeah Yeah. because I think that um, I think well, it's about 2,000 isn't it yeah uh, um, I think 1,800 was uh, the capacity we were kind of quoted for um, but I think that um, I do. I, I genuinely think that we could have, at, le- at the very least, come close to selling it out. Um, based upon the fact that if we'd sold the amount of tickets we had now, with four weeks to go, we'd be halfway there. Yeah, so, sure. You know, who knows? Mm, okay. um, we well, you know for next year. Yeah, yeah. But it's just unfortunate that yeah. But whatever. So, um, so yeah. So that was. Uh, that was that. We sorted that out. Those tickets are now on sale, so we're we're kind of back rocking and rolling again, you know. Um, and and the 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 hustle continues. You know what I mean? It's always from. I felt like I had a bit of a breathing space. Like, well, I never really had any breathing space at all. But it was just nice not to have a show coming up in the immediate future. But again, like just to reiterate the way this has grown and the way that I've kind of grown and, and whatever have you as a, as a wrestling promoter. Not that I ever wanted to be one. Um, we always used to be like, oh, about three months between shows is a good turnaround <laughs> Love time. Love to get over it. Do you know not, what I mean? Not too much pressure then, is yeah, it? Like? But it was, though. That's the crazy thing, because I remember, like, so it's, oh, three months. So announce a show with three months to go, and then it's like almost, oh, my God, like, there's three months till the show. Ah, oh, my God. How are we going to get this done in three months? And we've done this with five weeks before the show, I guess. Right. Yeah, I so good. I don't know if there's three or four weeks to go now. Like, I've, I've just lost count of, of everything. But um, but yeah, that's kind of. I just thought I was kind of interesting that you know now it's just like that's a turnaround time. Boom, boom, boom. Turnaround TV taping in three weeks. So yeah, right. You know what's five yeah. weeks between mates, eh? Mm-hmm. So um, so yeah, that's what we're doing. Global Wars UK. Um, also, I made a, a comeback to the gym and. Well done. I Got bad wrist. No bad. What's your excuse then? Uh, um, just I don't enjoy going to the gym. I'm not going to lie to you. That's crazy. So crazy, isn't it, Curtis? He's nodding, yeah. But but do you know what's interesting though? So I don't enjoy going to the gym at all. And what I really don't enjoy I can tell. Why are you being horrible? <laughs> right, this isn't a podcast about bullying. Okay? No, it isn't, sorry. So we're not talking about my if wife. You want me to, okay. If you want me to out you yeah. as a bully. Well I out myself. Am I, that's my uh, go on whatever. Body shamer. <laughs> yeah. If you wanna you wanna go down those those lines. Okay. 
No, I don't want to go down those lines. Okay, because we could do. Mm. Okay. So I, I almost feel uncomfortable t- opening my, opening up here and telling my story. Oh, sorry. Um, so st- yeah. I'll, I'll publicly apologise on Twitter. But if you could not be horrible about... Because I, I genuinely, I have real... Uh, one of the reasons why I didn't go to a gym for so long in the first place, not like... Because uh, anyone knows me, or just look at the rpwondemand.com, you'll see me ballooning, yo-yoing, and <laughs> way up and down, up and down, right? But like, I got like a... Uh, in I got a little bit fat one time. Quite a bit fat one time mm. in, uh, I'd say, what would it be, like the 2009 era? Okay. Yeah, 2009, 2010, when so I was living in Gunwolf. Yeah. You know, too many Nandos. Going out with Luke Betts every going day. Going out with Luke on the on the Raz every night. Too much alcohol. Bad lifestyle. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, just sometimes we'd have two Nandos a day because we lived literally across the road from Nandos. Often we'd take it in turns to get takeaway Nandos. We didn't even to walk over there. Um you know, would he? Uh, so you'd phone it through and be like, "Yeah, phone it through." Your, and turn, to your turn to go and pick it up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds quite nice. Um, and then, uh, and would he all over? Would he all over the place? Or, but Gunwolf Keys is like a uh, what would you call it? It's an. What else did you do in Gunwolf that time, you and Luke? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're referring to. No, that one will never be spoken. But I'll write. I tell you what, I'll write about it in my book. Okay. Okay. But I'll leave you anonymous. <laughs> you told everyone now. <laughs> at least you've given. A, at least you've got a reason for people to buy your book now, eh? Yeah, more um, than a reason. Um, yeah. So you got a bit fat in two thousand nine. Yeah, and I went to a gym, mm-hmm. and uh, well, so we we moved from Gunwolf to Port Solent. We almost put ourselves in isolation, and the place we lived had had a gym. So I got kind of back in shape again. Uh, well, I got, got in shape again. It was the first time I'd really ever been to the gym ever, and I got into shape. Right. And then obviously from there I moved out, and then from that point on I've kind of yo-yoed up and down in in weight, and I've had like little time, little stints where I've been a regular at the gym, but I don't really do anything in the gym. I just kind of jump, you know. Yeah. Get that reference? No. I don't really do any tricks. I just jump. Oh yeah. So okay. Was, okay. You're on the mat. Yeah. Um. So. Uh, yeah. So I don't really do much at the gym, but I just you know do enough to stay in shape and not be a fatty basically. Okay. And I've, but I've always been self-conscious about people like yourself with muscles. Yeah. Um, the way you would look upon someone like myself. So I said that to you because you're my friend. I am one of the most encouraging and supportive people I think I've ever met. Well, that encourages to the people who are listening to the podcast, apparently not. What? That comment you made earlier. Okay. But it was you a can't joke. Hold the friend card. But I, uh, I was oh, like, I'm a bully. like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna punch you in the ribs. <laughs> but it's okay because you're my mate. Boom, I'm only boom. joking. Yeah, but seriously, I help so many people in the gym and encourage them. And well, where's my encouragement? Off air. It's a double act, isn't it? Wow. I bet people would love that little gag there. They loved it. So, um, anyway. So you're back in the I, gym. So we're now ten years on. And why are you? Be, no need to. Oh, ten years. I thought yeah. you. Were, I thought you'd been horrible about the length of time it's <laughs> no, taken me to tell this no. story because I'm aware it's it's taken a little while because we were 14 minutes into the podcast, so at least five minutes has been spent talking about my lost youth. Yeah. Um. And anyway, so went back to gym for the first time. Do you know what? What are my issues with? I'm getting somewhere, right? So one of my issues with um, with going to the gym is right, all the like. So you have to change clothes all the time. Do you know, like not change. You know, like you know, like a jersey shore where you. What do they say? Gin, gym, tan, laundry. laundry yeah. GTL, man. Yeah. But going to a gym requires a lot of laundry, right? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> because you're obviously sweating it out. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't really have many clothes. Like basically, my whole my whole clothes library is yeah. 
it's stuff I've nicked from like uh, <laughs> Shopware Pro. Everyone notices, yeah. Right. Yeah. Again, you're being horrible. <laughs> but it's nice. It's nice clothes. <laughs> it's nice clothes. Yeah. Nice clothes. So I wear like Rev Pro shirts. Mm. I wear New Japan shirts. Yeah. And Rev Pro shirts and New Japan shirts and Rev Pro hoodies. What's your favourite? New Japan What's hoodies. What's your favourite New Japan um, top? My favourite New Japan top. Mm. Um, I quite like my long-sleeved one because that's comfy, cosy. Okay. I nearly dropped some money actually on a my first ever merchandise buy from RevPro.com. ShopRevPro.com. ShopRevPro.com, but they didn't have my size. What was it? New uh, Bullet Club hoodie because I thought we we're approaching some uh, winter, and uh, I could just do with one when extra did you, hoodie. When did you try to get that? Um, the Manchester weekend. Con. Yeah, we may well have some in stock. I'll, uh, yeah, because it, it doesn't. We never took our whole stock with us. Oh, okay. Manchester. Oh, right. So we may well have some. Yeah. We'll look into that for you. Yeah. Okay. Support the Bullet Club. BC four out. How much? L, how much of that does uh, you know, you know, I'll make it out of that. Who? Fiver, tenner. Who? The villain. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, he gets a, he gets a percentage, obviously, but I don't know what. Again, I don't really know how the Bullet Club merchandise works. Is it divided by 20 or something? <laughs> yeah, well, I so, don't know. That's an interesting topic. So he gets a percent of a percent, mm. and then but he might get a percent of a percent of a percent. Yeah. Because, like, so do you know what I mean? Like, so New Japan get a percent of a percent. Yeah, I said to Zoe, yeah. I said, what, what can you do with them hoodies for me for? And she goes, oh, we can't do anything because... We can't really. No, I know. No. Like a and also, I just want to say that I say this all the time, and not this really matters apart from patting myself on the back. Whenever one of the lads has a T-shirt for sale... I always, well, I, I try to always buy one. Unless, uh, unless you don't like them. And then they go, oh, I'll do it, mate, right? It's like, no, I'll pay you what you want for it. Like, I'll support yeah. you. But, um, you know, like, oh, there's a bit more leniency on the Rev Pro stuff, but, like, the, yeah, the New Japan stuff is obviously all very strictly regimented. Yeah, that's true. Accounted Just for. to remind you of that story when I said, can I buy Finley a mask? And you were I like, told you. Yeah, uh, like, they're £8 pound cost. He yeah. got a discount. A yeah, couple of quid. Uh, whatever. <sighs> doesn't matter, does You're it? You're a liar. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so anyway, I don't really have any clothes to wear at a gym anymore. No. Because RevPro doesn't do any uh, gym wear. Uh. So I was speaking to Zoe, our shop RevPro yep. team leader, mm -hmm. and um, I mentioned it to her. And I was like, you know, well, what, what's going on? <laughs> like, how can I go to the gym because I've got no clothes to wear? And uh, and she was like, well, we should do like a, a range of, of sports sportswear, like okay. Rev Pro Rev Pro sportswear. Yep. And like she's always always comes in dressed. She posts like pictures of herself on uh, Instagram, dressed in these lovely dresses and stuff. But she's always in sportswear. She's quite a sporty human being. Yes. So uh, so essentially, between us, we've created or are in the process of creating. So it's been quite cool because I like doing creative things. Mm. I never thought I'd manage a clothes brand before. No. <laughs> so we started. Uh, we started looking at a um, a Rev Pro sports brand. Cool. Which is kind of cool, right? So I can go to the gym in like my Rev Pro. Oh, you never have to come out of it. <laughs> no, no, no. You? never have to come out of it. I look forward to once this so, is uh, finished. I look forward to seeing a little mock-up design. So yeah. So uh, it's uh, yeah. So and and that's and the point I was making about. So Zubby's always in like a sportswear and like uh, you know the leggings and like free like these these weird little hoodies which are like. They kind of go above the belly button. Do you know what I mean? Really? They're only like that. Sound quite cool. They're only like little. Do you know? What I mean? It's like yeah, weird because yeah. like why? I'm like why would you want a hoodie which doesn't? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because girls like, like to show off, don't they? Yeah. Well, I guess so. Mm. Um. So yeah, so we're doing all co the, the full line. I don't understand. You know, I don't understand that stuff. But like, but she does. So 
Um, so yes, we're going to make a Rev Pro line of, of athletic wear to go with our new sports bottles. Yeah, got them. They're quite good. Okay, got little straw ins. It's easy to drink. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, encourages everyone to drink. Okay. Um, so uh, so yeah, so that's watch this space as we look to to to. Essentially, we're creating we're creating a, a brand from nothing. So yeah, um, so we're going to create this sportswear, and then uh, yeah, then maybe that's going to encourage me to go to a gym a bit more as well. Cool. And I can post some pictures. It'll be my like a walking billboard. Yeah, and I can yeah. post it. But like, I feel like it, it sounds stupid, doesn't it? But I feel like if I have the stuff, so I like I feel like almost the reason I'm telling you this now is because I'm kind of putting it out there publicly that I'm going to get in better shape. Yeah, and I feel like if I if didn't I didn't we do a thing? Didn't we say we were going to do? No, a we said we were going to, but we didn't. No, ever we didn't make do it. it public, and that's what I mean. I think one of the one of the most important things about setting your goals and whatever, I think, is saying them out loud. Oh, a hundred percent. Because you yeah. hold yourself accountable for that, yeah. right? But like, you don't hold just like I think I can privately make a goal in my head, but like if I don't say it out loud, yeah, loud it's not real. It. Yeah. 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 yeah, I'm the only one who knows. I've you okay. Know, well, should we do? Uh, should maybe we could start it today? Well, well, I've not got my gear yet. <laughs> no, I appreciate that. I've worn my still go to the gym. I've worn my one set of sports clothes. Uh, actually, in, in the boot of my car, I've not got around to washing them yet. So. Oh, it doesn't matter. I wear the same shorts for a couple of days yeah, on the truck. I go in the sauna afterwards, though. So. Yeah, I don't, we, we don't have a sauna. I don't go to a rich man's gym. Well, I don't either, actually. So I go to a better gym. It's, it's only 23 quid a month. Is it? Yeah, it's been discounted. Yeah. I'm not going to promote mine because one of their members of staff was quite rude to me the other day. Who oh, really? Yeah. So, there you go. Name and shame him? No, I don't know his name, but I was oh. actually in Liss with my mother, and there was a couple of their representatives outside of Tesco's, and they said, oh, we're with this gym. We've opening one up in this town, not Liss. And, are you, in, you know, would you like to talk to us? And my mum said, oh, no, I'm already a member of gym. And I said, oh, I'm actually already a member of said gym. And he just looked at me like, don't need to talk to you then. The he doesn't though, does he? <laughs> well, no, he, no, he doesn't. No, he does. You're right, but like, it's not no, really good etiquette, is it? Yeah, so. I know. I but like, so he was I literally believe, like, yeah, I can't. So I, in fact, it's it, like you know, I'd rather like. So obviously, I like creating new fans for my wrestling shows. Yeah, but you know, I will give just as much time, if not more time, to someone who's already a fan of the product and right. already buying tickets and supporting it. Yeah. And I'm somewhat trying to get new business. And I try not to be that sensitive about things like that. But like this it just irked me. Gears, doesn't it? Yeah, it did. It just really wound me up. Yeah. And as you get older, it, it makes you more grumpy and more like uh, mm. more susceptible to that. Ruin my day. So, Ruin my day. So yeah, but like I say, like yeah, we we can put out a uh, a fitness goal for. Yeah. Okay. So what we're gonna do? Because they're opposite, and you want to lose weight. I just want to be gain weight. Yeah. So. I don't know. Don't know six pack challenge or something. But I, yeah, but I need to... By I've December 31st? Like long, I've got a long way to go to get to a stage to start getting... A I can't back. be penalised because I've been keeping myself healthy for the last 15 <laughs> no, years. No, I'm not saying that, but I'm just saying <laughs> we need to we need to comparatively look at this thing. Like, and maybe we just need separate goals. Okay. Maybe I just need to not be fat and you need to have a six-pack. Oh, okay. But I don't really want a six-pack, actually. So I'm not really bothered about six-packs. My, my friend, the flatliner, he says... He says, uh, we're wrestlers, not bodybuilders. He said, like, do you know what I mean? Like, there's room for a six-pack. You know, Adam Maxted, for example, he looks amazing. And he looks like a wrestler. But, you know, in terms of a six-pack, I've never kind of been that, like, oh, I need a so six-pack. So what's your goal, then? I don't really know. But if you had a six-pack, at least it's a goal. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I know. Yeah, I don't know, really. I haven't really got a goal. Let's just forget about it. No, let's not, because <laughs> we put it out there now. Okay, so do you want to disclose, if you know, what do you want to lose? Cut the stone? I don't know. I honestly haven't got a clue. <laughs> I just want to look nice with. All right, on. let's let's bring it back next week. We'll come back next week okay, with, with our a, goals. With, a, with our goals, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And uh, and 
We'd like some. T- we'd like some encouragement as well. Yeah. Okay. And I'm going to post pictures. I am. Like, yeah, we'll get. We'll do I it think, on our Instagram. But I think part of it will be once I get. I know. Again, this sounds just ludicrous, and I'm, it sounds like I'm being one of those people who, like, you know, like, we call up the wrestling school and be like, oh, once <laughs> it gets to October, I will. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. But I'm not. Oh, well, I'm genuinely. Week, yeah. I'm genuinely not saying that. What uh-huh. I'm saying is, um, uh, like, I feel like once I've got my Rev Pro gym, yeah, athletic, okay, kit. Whatever it, whatever shape it mm-hmm. it may be, I feel like I'll post some picture to show it off. But yeah, I can relate to that because like every time, so obviously I I love, I don't really own a lot of it. I guess well, I own enough of it, but of like nineteen nineties bodybuilding gear, and whenever I order a new t shirt or a new pair of shorts or something, I'm like, right when I get it's cycle, I don't even think it like subconsciously. I'm like, right when I get that top. I'm going to be so much stronger, <laughs> you know. But you do. Like, well, I yeah, feel like, like I'm going to be so much more athletic in the new Rev Pro athletic, mm. which doesn't even exist yet. But <laughs> you know, but, come uh, back to us next year, guys. Yeah. We'll let you know whether there is. No, anything. no. I'm going to like it's one of those things. I swear, like I, it's like I like even just talking about it was it, it got me excited to be like, oh, doing something a little bit different, you know, different from the day to day stuff. Yeah. And I think it fits in obviously with with what with Rev Pro and our our vibe and uh, yeah, I look forward to cool seeing all the. All the former WWE superstars rocking around in Rev Pro. Guys like Rikishi yeah. coming to Nick Salmon. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Give me the poster boy for it. Yeah, oh, that's a good point. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just think that'd be cool. Cool. Anyway. Okay. I digress. So, we're going to talk to Kevin Kelly, um, a man who is responsible in many ways for reigniting your passion for professional wrestling. Yeah, probably. Yeah. No, certainly. At yeah. least making you do. Well, yeah. You know, making you take your job seriously. Putting some effort do into Do a it. bit of research. Yeah. And what do you know if you put some effort in your right? I bought aren't two you? clipboards last week. <laughs> two wow. clipboards and two pads of paper because I left one in, in one of the cars. And you even watched some uh, wrestling shows in preparation, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, I did. Yeah, no, yeah. I certainly did. Yeah, I watched loads of them. Yeah. Yeah. It's bothered speaking to the guys before the matches. Yeah. Got, got some facts. Hey, right. So, I don't know if I've said this on, on this before. William Regal did a tweet, right, not so long ago. And it gave me a really good excuse, right? He said... It might have been years ago he did this tweet, but something along the lines of, I'm commenta- I was commentating on NXT this week, not one of the wrestlers came up to me and said, oh, when I do this move, it's called this, or when I do this, it means this. Yeah, so it's a two-way street. So it is it? a two-way street, yeah. though. Yeah. But maybe people felt like they couldn't talk to you, I don't know. Well, I don't know. Actually, oh, no, I can't say this. Yeah. I'm going to save it till next week. Okay. Yeah. But it's funny, though. Um, so, anyway... Yeah, because it ties back into our weight loss thing. So it's, I'll save you, it it's made you work hard. Yeah, it has. Harder. Yeah. Well, like I say, I say this to him, and again, I don't know if I said this on the podcast before. Before. Oh, it's just nice working with a professional. It's nice working with a professional. Uh-huh. I've slum around with you doing it, and then everyone goes, oh, Simmons and Quinn just take the mick off the time. And don't. then we don't know, but you know what I mean. But it is like, it, and it was pressure. And it was pressure I've not felt for years, where like, oh, God, I have to actually. I just like do you to this take probably. the same pride when you do it with me. I do. I do now. Uh, well, I hope you will. Yeah, I will. Cause I hope you do the same. I know everything inside. Because I'm not being funny. Because if Kevin Kelly's a 10 and I was a, a 3, he's brought me up to a 7 because so, I've been coached by him. I really have learnt a lot how to do it properly since doing it with him. And uh, sorry, with Kevin. I hate that him. That's not polite. Uh, been since doing it with Kevin. And. Um, but you, you haven't had that coaching, so I'm going to have to coach you to bring you up. So you, don't young man, it, need to do don't your research. Don't worry about it. I know my research. I know my things. Okay. I know my things. Yeah. All right. All right. 
It's a challenge. Because we're working together again at the cockpit, aren't we, or we October? Are. are we working together or are we feuding with one another? <laughs> I don't know, it's up to you, really. <laughs> try and follow me, kids. Mm. Yeah. We, try, and keep up. try and keep tough up, Try and keep up, to kids. follow, mate. That's all I'll say. Yeah. yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna hit this interview with Kevin. I thought really, I really enjoyed it. Yes, but I want what we are gonna hit the interview with Kevin. But I what I wanted to touch on before we get to the interview with Kevin. Sorry, fans. What I wanted to get to before we get to the interview with Kevin is I wanted to get to the fact that we spoke a lot last week about me. Yeah. And we briefly what a touched on. Wow. I'm trying no, to. That's a really uh, unnecessary joke. Yeah, I've done. Yeah, yeah you're okay. just a bully. You've you've really shown your true colours in this episode. I don't know what's happened. I've just had like, a nice day. I'm feeling a bit mischievous. Okay. So yeah, so last week we talked a lot about you. Yes, and we 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 mentioned the fact of part of your commentary rejuvenation. Um, you you commentated for Impact. Yes. Um, and we kind of were reaching the end of the episode, so there's a few stories that you could tell from your commentary of Impact. Um, I think what you told me after we went came off came off air. Yeah. That I think would have been good for our listeners to listen to. Um, and uh, yeah, then we can start by you can say thank you for. Oh, uh, thank you so much, Mr. Corden, for keeping me in the wrestling business. I'm very hooking up that impact wrestling job as well. Yeah. So you called me up. I was actually with Curtis Chapman, who's in the room, and you said to me, "Oh, would you be interested in doing this gig on Sunday?" First thing I said was, "Well, how much they pay me?" (laughs) And uh, obviously, and uh, you said, "I don't know. Work out on the day," which is the worst thing you could possibly do. But actually, it was all right then. Anyway, so you said, "Would you like to do this?" Um, I said, "Yeah, of course." And you said you're going to do it with Don Callis which is obviously Kevin's broadcast partner in New Japan Pro Wrestling. So I felt like a man in the middle. I was like, oh, I'm having this lovely relationship with Kevin, but I'm having a bit of an affair with Don Callis. Do they know about it? (laughs) 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 So, yeah. So, uh, no, that was it, really. I was a bit nervous, though, because if I'm honest, um, I've not really followed it closely, Impact Wrestling, I mean, for a long time. You know, I I always know what's going on because, you know, if you're in the wrestling, you, you know, you're... If you're above bottom level pro wrestler, you should probably have half a clue as to what's going on in the industry. Yeah, yeah. but I mean, Impact really has, like, the, in the, I mean, it's it's doing a great job at the moment of trying to rejuvenate itself. But it's very much gone, it's gone back to basics, grassroots, growing from the bottom, working its way up, and it's not, it's not so much. I mean, like, there was a time when you'd talk about. You, obviously, they were never in competition. Like never, well, I say they were in competition with WWE. They never like on the level with WWE. No. But there was a time when you'd talk about major wrestling promotions and you'd be WWE number one, Impact. And Impact, you could argue, were toe-to-toe with New Japan yeah, for that it, number two spot. Right? You could, you would say, <coughs> you would say, oh, if I don't get to WWE, I'd like, uh, I'd like yeah, to absolutely. go to TNA. Yeah. 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 So. Um, so it's not really a knock on them that you don't really know what's going on at the moment. It's just, you know, a sign of where they're at. But they're making a lot of positive steps and... and in terms of moving forward. Yeah, sure. So you said, would you like to do this? I said, yeah, cool. Absolutely. Any sort of opportunity to um, promote my, you know, promote myself, get involved with something else. Awesome. That's a great idea. So uh, I said, oh, is it for TV? And you said, well, it's not for TV. It's for Twitch, which is an, is an app, which I didn't realize was free. Yeah. I thought it was like a subscription app. No, it's like a video game. It's a youngsters play their video games on it. Right. Stream it. Twitch millionaires. There are people who make loads of money on Twitch streaming their video game stuff, but recently it's kind of uh, kind of expanded past just the video game genre. And there's a few wrestling promotions which now stream on Twitch, um, and uh, and there's many other things which are you know people are starting to look at. Oh, 
there's twitch is a, a place where we could make some real revenue okay and, and like essentially the, the basis of it is you put video content on and people have the opportunity to be in a community and live comment as they go so yeah. like you'll have like a chat bar down the side and people will be like oh andy simmons commentary is funny ha 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 what's a funny british accent ha 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 yeah, which I did. Yeah, yeah. Because throughout the broadcast, Sondre Dutt, who I was doing the commentary, was like reading the. Yeah, so it's very, it's very interactive. Interactive, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, um, so that's why Twitch is kind of cool. Um, it's interesting to see it being used for pro wrestling. I don't really know enough about it to know, you know, the ins and outs. But um, but I just know it's kind of cool. Yeah, so. it's cool. Uh, so yeah, so so I assumed I was doing it with Don, and turned up on the day on Saturday. And I, I spoke to Kevin about it. I said, oh, they've asked me to do this thing tomorrow. And I said, I think we're doing it with Don Callis. And he said, well, I don't think Don's here. And I was like, well, I guess he'd know. Yeah. Because they're obviously pally. And surely they'd have communicated. Oh, I'll see you in England. He said, well, I don't think Don's here. So I think I said, sure. I said, oh, they've not said Don's here. And it wasn't really a big deal to, uh, you know, I wasn't like panicking. Oh, my God, who am I going to be doing this with? But I was a bit nervous because I knew I had some good chemistry from Kevin himself. will say this, we have good chemistry. But I've never done it with anyone else who's, uh, who's a pro. So I was a bit nervous, actually. I'm glaring at you right now. Why? Oh, well, because I'm slagging you off in yeah, 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 purposely. You're so passive-aggressive, aren't you? Um, okay, I've not done it with anyone else who's been in WWF. Okay? Thank you. All right. Um, so so he said, oh, I don't think Don's here, so God knows who you're doing it with. I then spoke to Alex, who said I was doing it with Scott Damore, who I think is one of the... He's one of the owners. He's like the co-owner with Don. With Don, right. Okay. So uh, I was like, cool, I've never met Scott, Dem- Scott Damore before, but I know... Uh, Mal Mason, who may be a familiar name to a lot of people, um, British wrestling connoisseurs, he's the referee, he's got to be nearly 80 now, but he's still going, he's brilliant, and such a character, such a personality, um, he talked about Scott Damore quite a lot, where Scott came over to do um, the camps, and I think he did oh, some... Oh really? Yeah, oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, Scott Damore's also one of the people responsible for training Kashida when Kashida did his learning excursion, he was a... Border City Wrestling, Scott Demore's. Oh, okay. Oh, no, I didn't know that specific fact. I also knew he'd done some tours of Germany because Mal had talked about that as well. And then Robbie Brookside did a tweet this week where Robbie was tweeting some pictures of him and Doc Dean together, all the different things they'd done together. And he did like a big group shot and Scott was in that in that shot. So that was interesting. So anyway, someone said you're doing it with Scott. It was probably you who did it with Scott. And then the following day, Sanjay Duck comes up to me and says, oh, are you doing the commentary with me? And I said, yeah. And he says... You're play-by-play, right? And I'm like, no. And he's like, oh, my God, neither am I. And he goes, okay, we'll just talk. So I was like, oh, phew. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we could both pretend, you know, both both provide the colour. But in the end, it actually worked out pretty well. Um, did you did you watch it? So, uh, you, well, well yeah, I, think you, <laughs> I think you got it on Sky Plus because it was actually end up being televised four days I later. I don't have Sky. No? I have Virgin Media. Oh, unlucky. Oh, oh it's on the fight. They're bringing back the, net, the wrestling channel, fight essentially. Network, aren't yeah. yeah, Fight Network. So it was on that. So, no, it was, good. It was a good experience all round, actually. Um, yeah, and so you were never done play-by-play before, but then were thrown into the deep end. And, and there were parts, you said as well, where you were literally commentating on your own. Because Sanjay... Oh, that's right. Yeah, Sanjay was running. Yeah, he was running the ship, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, Scott was there, but uh, Sanjay was sort of—he was bouncing out of his chair to do all different things. And yeah, I was just left there on my own, and I've never done. And it hadn't actually till after the show occurred to me. And you said I have, but like it never occurred to me. I'd been—I'd never been live before. You have, but I've been live. But like this was 
it just felt like I was being counted down. Like there was a there was a director I can producer. Count you down if you want. <laughs> yes, yeah, so we can sit there and say this now. I'd never been counted down in things before, and I thought when that guy hits one, I have to talk because I'm sat there on my own at this and point. You already that, had that experience earlier on in the week when you were like. Oh, I'm so sorry, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I fluffed that up. I've only fluffed one time. I know. Yeah, I didn't think I did too bad. A bad time. Episodes. A bad time to be to fluff. You know, a few days before your live debut. Eh? Yeah, well, it was not really, but I got over it quickly. Mind. I don't let things phase me, and um, so yeah, no, it was really, it was a, it was um, a real experience. That sort of thing, being like, oh god, I'm really in the deep end here. Um, but I like to think I pulled it off. A few nice people wrote some things. A few nice things were written about me in the Twitch chat room, so that was good and. Yeah, there you go. Good good night. Oh, should I tell you all about my 30-minute post-show with Scott oh, Demore as well? <laughs> so the, the the show, I think, had a three-hour block on Twitch, and the show finished uh, a little bit early. Which is interesting. I never realised that they'd be held accountable for that, but I guess they're obviously paid to, I guess so, to yeah. keep the, the airwave going. Yeah, so um, I ended up doing a chat with Scott Demore, which you can see on their Twitch channel, and we talk about Mal Mason, and we talk about James Mason, no relation. Uh, we talked about Rev Pro, and oh yeah, that's right. On the pre-show, I got I got uh, included into the pre-show, and Sonjay says says, uh, "What's been your favourite part this weekend?" And the first thing that popped into my head was the Rev Pro show. You'd just seen it and had a great time. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, "Well, the Rev Pro show was great. Did everyone here see that?" And you know, the crowd went for it. Um, but then it dawned on me as like, "Oh, should I have name dropped another wrestling promotions on Impact Wrestling's show?" I don't know, but. I don't know. Well, you did. I did, and no one said anything about it, so maybe I'm thinking too much about it, but, yeah. It maybe they were hoping I'd say, oh, it was great to see Dave Meltzer put into the British Wrestling Hall well, of Fame. Well, they to be like, it was great to see, who's who's from Impact? It was, uh, it was great to see Moose's signing. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, it was great <laughs> to meet Moose at the, uh, at the you Impact know, photo Wrestling op. stand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. At the ShopTNA.com stand. Yeah, it's just the first thing popped in my head. I was like, oh, I'll talk about Rev Pro. I've just been like, ShopTNA, like, I don't know what their shop's called, so I'm just it's not Shop called. TNA, like Shop Rev Pro. It's not TNA. Oh, it's uh, yeah, they're shop not impact. Anymore. Yeah, because at one point I went T Impact Wrestling. I realised oh, really? it's called Impact yeah, Wrestling. That's hard. That must be hard as well. It was because obviously everyone's kind of known it as TNA. Yeah, I still call it TNA as well. Yeah. Like WF. Don't, yeah. <laughs> well, that took me forever to call it WWE. Yeah. That just didn't roll at all till maybe years later. Yeah. But now it feels weird of calling it WWF. It's almost like we do it ironically to be funny. What WWF? Yeah. Yeah. So speaking of WWF, mm. let's move on. Let's speak to what I go back to an interview that we did with uh, with your best friend, mm-hmm. my my number one my number one commentator and the roving favorite, reporter for when I kind of feel my microphone's gone out. Ed. It's fine, mate. Are you sure? I don't. Yeah, I don't hear myself. Yourself look stupid again because it's absolutely fine. Oh, I make myself look stupid. Um, the roving reporter for when Steve Austin tried to break into Brian Pillman's house, he was, and he got shot. And that was a question that we uh, we wanted to ask him. We forgot to ask him. Yeah. yeah. But um, there's always next time. Yeah. But anyway, listen to our chat with Kevin Kelly. And I was trying to, just so you know, I was trying to get over the fact that he was my favourite commentator when you weren't and be horrible to you back for all the horrible stuff you said to me. Uh, water off ducks back with me. I don't, I don't mind. Cool. All right. Um, well, interview with Kevin Kelly. We, we recording, Andy? We're, we're live. We're live at the Portsmouth Guild Hall. I've given away the, the location now, so this, I hope this uh, oh, if, doesn't uh, sound dated. If people who are listening to this are also here, they'll recognise the soundtrack, won't they? So, Obviously, yeah, they're committed yeah. to memory. Yeah, we've got a line almost a mile long to meet Jushin Thunder Liger and Rapungi 3K. I'm, I'm, watching, I'm watching those pound signs rolling in as there's, yeah. a, there's a big queue. So. Cool. Um, Lucky man, Andy. <laughs> I am, aren't I? So how are you, Kevin? 
I'm wonderful. Yeah, you've been here a few days now. I have. Everything going all right? I haven't been fired yet. That's good. <clears throat> so I, I, but there's hope. Yeah, it's, it's the only way you you stay in a job is is by agreeing to do things like this podcast. Because uh, well, or, or have you heard about this podcast in I, America? I have, and and that's why because Andy first asked me about it, and I was like, well, of course, I'd be sort of hurt if you didn't invite <laughs> me to come on. Because oh, thank you. I've it's just two guys having a chat, which I like. You know, I just I, that's what that's the podcast format that I like the best. It's, it's an easy service. listen. And it's not two guys having a chat today. It's three guys having a chat. Hooray. So, uh, yeah, we don't often do guests, do we? We, we don't. We, we so. get by on our tales and our adventures on the British wrestling circuit. Yeah. But we like to bring in a guest whenever we can, basically. So, anyway, thank you so much for joining us, Kevin. Thank you. We are looking forward to hearing some exciting tales of your life um, in the pro wrestling business since... <laughs> well, what, what, when did you start? 1991. Really? Okay. How old were you, Andy, in 1991? 1991. Uh, 86, 87, 88, 89, 90, He's still five years old. Five, five years, years old. old. So, so, so I was, a, but I was, a, so I would have started, I'd be a, a one year pro as a wrestling fan at that time. I started when I was four. Wow. So, really? Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, see, I didn't get into it until 1992. I was right? going to say, you were in like your eighth or ninth year of yeah. wrestling by then. I, I love I love teasing Andy Boy because he's you know I make it seem like he's much much older, but then when we start talking, it's like, wow, you really were, yeah, you know, um, you were just starting to watch when I was you know already an adult on my way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah WrestleMania eight was my first pay per view. So, so I I have a, I have imprinted in my memory the the WrestleMania eight moment where Macho Man, uh, well, sorry, where Ric Flair kissed. Miss Elizabeth, yep. and he had the bloody face. Mm -hmm. Oh, and, uh, yeah, yeah, and she I always, him. Yeah, and I always used to watch it around Auntie Mavis's house, and it was uh, kind of a little bit uh, embarrassing. Any time a woman was involved on the TV screen, it was a little bit embarrassing for me in my youth. Oh, that's fair enough, yeah. And, uh, so, Kevin, so in 19... No, no, tell everyone, you've told me this story, but and if you don't mind telling it publicly, yeah. you've you got a story about how you got into pro wrestling. Who was your... Who was your man? And I, we need to make clear as well before we go forward that Andy and Kevin have formed quite the bond. Yes. And uh, it's a real, it's almost like you could be in a Facebook relationship yeah. the way we're going at the moment. Well, I'm hoping by the end of Sunday. Okay. Well, this, put it in the ocean, it, yeah. we'll, we'll see. You know, this, <laughs> you. this could sour it. I'm not sure. It depends <laughs> on, your, you know, uh, your adversarial tone. No, but um, so I got out of college. Now, ever since I was a kid, I wanted to be the wrestling announcer. I never wanted to be a wrestler growing up. Gordon Soley was my idol. That was what I wanted to be. Uh, so uh, watching all through the 80s, and whether it was Championship Wrestling from Florida or uh, the NWA, it didn't matter, even WWF. Um, always paying attention to the announcers. So I go to college, university, university, uh, Florida State University, degree in communications, did radio and TV there, some sports and stuff, and then get out, start working at a radio station. Now, I always had this wrestling thing in the back of my mind, but I didn't know how to get into it. In fact, a buddy of mine and I were talking about trying to get jobs at CNN, at the CNN Center in Atlanta, as pages, right? Okay. Because figuring he wanted to work in sports, I wanted to work in wrestling. Well, WCW offices are right there. This is the way to go. But the, the move never happened. So anyway, I'm just there at the radio station one day. Uh, the county fair was going on. We are promoting events at the county fair, the station I worked at. Uh, I was doing mornings. And the promoter, uh, who was also running a wrestling show at the fair, called and said, hey, would any DJ from the radio station like to rig announce? And the woman who took the call said, do you know anything about wrestling? A guy wants to hire a rig announcer. Like, Give me that phone. Hello. <laughs> and his name was Cliff Anderson. And he was a, a good hand. Um, and so he hired me, did his first show. 
then he got hired as a wrestler for a startup television company in Orlando at Universal Studios, which sort of became the blueprint for how WCW did like their mass TV tapings when they were just taping all their syndicated programs. We were the first ones in there. So we had a $600 million backdrop for our wrestling. You know, we did um, interviews and vignettes in the park. It was a lot of fun. And that was how I got started. So uh, June uh, 14th, 1991 was my first day on television. And, and around that time as well, was there, is there any names that you were working with that would be recognizable to any, any fans of pro wrestling? Uh, well, Blackjack Mulligan was the uh, kind of one of the top guys. Um, it was where the smoking guns came from. Uh, they were the long riders then, but it was basically the same look, the same act, Billy Gunn, Bart Gunn. Uh, Rob Van Dam got his start there. And several other really talented wrestlers who people never heard of, uh, but they were very good on the Florida scene. It, the, the championship wrestling from Florida office had long since died off, and it was kind of like stepping on an anthill. All the ants scattered. Nobody knew where to go. So they would just get on shows here or there, little outlaw shows. But they were good talent. So when you, uh, when you did these shows, Kevin, were you, you were determined to stay a part of the business then. You're like, this is my life. This is my livelihood. I was hooked. Or I was you, hooked. This wasn't going to be a one and done. Oh, I've done my wrestling fix. No, as soon as I did the ring announcing bit at the county fair, okay. I was hooked. Absolutely done. That was it. Yeah, and you uh, welcomed in nicely? I was treated very well. Uh, you know, I was a bit markish, but I got through it okay. and didn't get beaten up. I never was badly ribbed. I never, in all my years, WWF, nothing bad ever happened to me. I have no horror stories. I was never bullied. Okay. You know, I, I was always treated well and because I treat people with respect. So, you mm -hmm. know, they got along with me. So I could probably make up for some lost time, perhaps. We've got a few more days left. And yeah, yeah, it's, it's a <laughs> yeah. bit time to go. Yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> so, um, so at that time, so that was 91. Yep. How long were you doing that for um, before you, you got the, the call from New York? Well, that was because of Billy Gunn, actually. We, oh, really? We so. stayed friends. And uh, so that promotion lasted a couple of years. And, uh, you know, more uh, promise of tapings than actual tapings. But nonetheless, the show stayed on the air two years. And uh, so then it's kind of like floating around. But I was actually almost done with wrestling. I was like, gosh, there's really nothing to do. And I don't think I'll ever go to WWF. And, you know, I've tried with WCW. I'd sent tapes into both. I never heard from anybody. It doesn't seem like there's anything going on. Meh. Hey, Billy Gunn, uh, I see WWF's coming down for a run of house shows in a few months. Ask the office if they're going to hire a local ring announcer. Yeah, sure, no problem. I'll do that for you. Okay, good. Everything good? Yeah, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Um, I was pretty much done. And then I also got an opportunity. Luck would have it. Got called. Hey, WCW wants to have, an, have you for an audition. All right, great. Warm up the crowd at, at Disney MGM Studios. Easy peasy. While I'm there, Billy Gunn calls me on my pager. That's how long ago this was. And um, early 1996. And I thought it was about the ring, the ring announcing bit. Call him back. Hey, uh, you need to call Bruce Pritchard in the office. What? Ring announcing? No, they want you for an audition. Get the hell out of here. Call Bruce. And deal was done. But it was because Billy Gunn had put my name in there. Bruce said, oh, we've been looking for him. We want to have him come up for an audition. So Excellent. it all worked out. And that's an example of why you should always be nice to everyone you meet as well. Because I'm sure if you and Billy Gunn hadn't forged that relationship uh, in, in the early days, then, then that wouldn't be open for you but you obviously a lot of the time I mean you, you have to have got along with him for him to go out of his way to to ask for a favor yeah, for you that's a bigger do you know what I mean like it's not like me saying to Andy oh I, I know a good lad can we put him on a local show right it's a big ask right? yeah so, it was and yeah. um it, and Billy reminds me of that all the time every time I do see yeah. him you know I did get you your job yes I know yeah. thank have you have you returned the favor for him at all 
Uh, Were you the one who put the... the, the, uh, uh, the I did. I did try. I was like, I did want to take credit for him getting into New Japan, but unfortunately he was booked with Yoshitatsu in the tag league, uh, so I, I couldn't. Okay. I was like, well, they half listened to me. How about that? Uh, but yeah. then they picked Tatsu, so there you go. <laughs> Good on you, though. You'll, you'll make the best of it, won't you? And so, you know, sneers and growls. And he's got the stiffest handshake in wrestling. You ever shook hands with him? It's uh, awful. He's a crowbar. Yeah, he uh, he wrestled here in Port at this very venue numerous times. The first time I met him was about 10, 11 years ago, and I couldn't quite get over. I know I'm quite remarkably short for a wrestler, but he's enormous. He's gigantic. Yeah. It's still gigantic. Yeah. Um, but it's been – we've had a lot of fun, though, haven't we, over these last few days? Oh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, have any particular highlights? Well, I just enjoy – I've enjoyed our chemistry, and I enjoy asking a question of you – trying to stump you you know what i mean yeah. and you always have a comeback oh, I, thank you. <laughs> I blame you for things yeah 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 you haven't awesome. been a part of but any nefarious activity on on uh, on these shows i have somehow uh tried to foist upon you but uh you've deflected beautifully oh, oh i appreciate you trying to you're testing me yeah. do you know what though like so we've uh so we obviously finished the tv tapings yeah now. they were filmed uh, Thursday and Wednesday. Well, be being filmed live in a few weeks. <laughs> sorry, sorry, yes, yes, yes. Um, and uh, I think the thing I was most nervous about wasn't really the the commentary because when you're encouraged, to, like anything in life, not always wrestling, anything. Once you're encouraged to do something and you receive a bit of praise, it, it becomes easier. Right, you know, right, it's right. Confidence. But I'd never done the in front of camera. This week mm. we've got, and obviously you handled the majority of that. Majority of that. Um, but it became, you made it so easy for me. And, uh, I, I, and like I said, and no offense to you, Andy. Wow. I've never once worked with a pro. Um, wow. You know, who's, who's done the- That's, that's know, kind of strong, isn't it? That's very- <laughs> I work with my mates. But he did start with, no offense. Yeah. So it's yeah. okay, yeah. right? <laughs> uh, no, right. And, and that's part of, you know, and that's why, you know, me being here, uh, and, and, you know, thank you, Andy, for, for tabbing me for this spot i'm very thankful and appreciative because um you know what what rev pro means to the wrestling scene and what this television uh product is going to mean for rev pro i think is we it, it can't be understated and to be able to be the first voices and the first faces that are going to be seen on this world of pro wrestling tv show it's a pretty big deal yeah so it was all of our jobs it's incumbent upon all of us to make everything better uh so Anybody who hadn't done TV before, it's going to be fun. We're going to have a blast. And you were, were you pretty, um, uh, I used the word surprised for lack of a better term, but were you surprised how how good everyone, how everyone um, adjusted to the television setting? Um, had, could, could well, I'll put it, I understand the question. Yeah. Having done, uh, where were the first two shows that we did this week? I can't remember the first town's name. Uh, Lemington. Lemington Spar. And then we were in? London. London. Um, it it made me think, oh, these guys are TV ready. It okay. was good. But it was sort of like the crew, you know, and everybody else. I, w I was, that was where my, well, you know, like, okay, let's make sure that this turns out as good as possible. But as we sat there and I said to you, as we're watching on the monitors the entire night and they're cutting the show live, I was blown away how good the camera shots were, how great everything looked. Your call was transformed. And it just looks magical in there. It is going to be a first-class, uh, high-level production television show for a brand-new TV show, which is usually it kind of like grows. You know, ROH has, has, has been on television for a while, and they've sort of grown into having a better production, not without a lot of 
uh, complaints from the fans and things like that. Oh, it's a little dark. It's this, that, and the other thing. No, there, there's no issues here with this. This, okay. this Revolution Pro TV show is, is top shelf and looked amazing. So that was my only, like, how's it going to look? What are they going to do? Uh, but the cuts were incredible, and the whole, the, you know, both nights were spectacular. Yeah, we were quite lucky because I think we would have been one of the only two people. I knew, obviously, Andy as well and the guys in the truck. We could see essentially what was going to be going live visually yep. uh, right in front of us, the, the cuts and the cameras. So that was really quite cool, and it did look great. Yeah, little, yeah. you know, and a little uh, very minimal. If technical issues, it, everything just seemed to run really smoothly. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, it's just, now again, when we get back for television taping number two, that doesn't mean just because the first one worked great that we aren't going to have technical issues, but everybody was patient and good, and, and I think we'll be able to adjust on the fly no matter yeah, what happens. I think, I think the most exciting thing about it for me was the fact that I was dreading these, because we, we turned it around in three weeks, the whole, the whole thing, right. including you know, from the, the moment we announced it, the venue being booked, security, paramedics, the TV people, the scripts, everything was turned around in that short amount of time and no one knew what to expect. The first time I'd spoken to the TV production company, the producer who was gonna be producing the show, um, was the Friday before the show. Jeez. So um, I was dreading it um, and uh, and like you said, we couldn't, they were a great crew of people to work with. Um, they were completely receptive. That's my big fear. And I'm sure you can probably add more to this as someone who's worked with uh, people within the TV industry. Right. Um, my big fear is people's perception of professional wrestling, because we all know what pro wrestling can be. Right. Um, but when TV people get involved, sometimes that vision of pro wrestling turns into something which just is so different from the original picture that it, it's, it, it turns into like some kind of you're you're so nice Andy because what you're saying is is that most TV people look down their noses almost snobbily at wrestling and it's true yep. even if they've done other combat sports yeah. you know if they've done boxing or mixed martial arts or something like that well it's just wrestling no man it's not just wrestling because wrestling for over a hundred years has drawn more money than mixed martial arts has and was on par with boxing back in the uh, in the 40s the top five grossing athletes in the world were the world heavyweight boxing champion and four pro wrestlers you know I mean bigger than baseball bigger than basketball football anything in the States um, and now uh, it's, but I didn't sense any of that at all they were totally on board with this and had the same vision as you did the other producers everything worked worked great really yeah. did just to uh, your point, Kevin, <clears throat> excuse me, guys. Um, I did a backstage pre-tape, and uh, previously, where well, I've been the wrestler and sort of fluffing my lines a few times, the guys start rolling their eyes at you. And, but this team, I said, guys, I'm really sorry. And they're like, no, honestly, don't worry about it. Yeah, you you, fl you fluffed your lines a lot, didn't you? So, uh. No, I didn't. <laughs> no. I, th I, th I think we were one each. I No, I, had, I outscored you. I had like two or three on that one little setup at ringside. Oh, okay. We're trying to do a, a lead to a package. And uh, I, I, it's difficult without seeing the pictures in front of you, isn't it? Well, I think I was putting too much information into my head. I was trying to overtell the story, not realizing that we're leading to a VTR. The pictures are going to tell the story, folks. Let me get out of the way. And uh. so the, finally, the third time, it was like, come on, stop. Stop trying to tell the whole story. That's what the VTR is for. That's what the videotape is for. Um, sure. We just have to keep it simple, and we just have to make sure that uh, – that and again, this the show I thought was magical because it wasn't like all this sports entertainment nonsense. It was true to Rev Pro, and it was great hard hitting wrestling. Uh, it was interesting people, 
there are some new, you know, there's characters that, you know, I've been introduced to this week that was like, wow, I never saw them before. I like them. You know, they're interesting. They're different. Uh, and we're going to see their growth and improvement over time as well. So um, we're running short on time. Yes. But before we, before we go, I've, I've got a, just a couple more questions for you. Okay. Um, so... Um, the first one being, we're obviously a uh, we like to talk about the history of British professional wrestling. Yes. Um, and obviously, uh, you, you come from the American side of things, but the the role that the WWF played within the UK scene it, it can't be understated uh, because at the at the end of the day, the bottom line is we were um, we we've been selling tickets off the back of WWE for years until recently we've been able to. And when I say we, I'm talking about the British industry as a right. whole. Until recently. Um, over the last, say, five, six years, we've really found our true identity. So no longer is it on the poster, American professional wrestling. Right. It's now Revolution Pro Wrestling or whatever other marquee, right. whatever name you put on the marquee. Um, but my question is, you, uh, did you have many trips to the UK when you were with the WWF? No, my first trip, I, we never came over here to do TV when I was there, except for one or two times, and that was with a small crew. Because business was so hot in North America, they had significantly cut back any tours around the world. Which is interesting because just before you came, yes. it was uh, the tours around the world. And it was uh, stuff like the UK tour that really supported the, the American business, right? exactly. Right? Uh, but, you know, in the, in the Attitude Era, business got so hot, there was really no need. So the first time that I came over here was a couple of years ago for, for ROH. And then when you had me back for, for Strong Style of Bob, that was my wow. second. This is my third trip. So I loved it. And I didn't really know much about British wrestling. Colt Cabana's kind of helped me out. Um, Colt told me, you know, I asked him before, like, where'd you get your influences from? I know you traveled to learn more about your style. Who, who is it that you like? And he gave me a variety. Well, of course, Johnny Saint, et cetera, and Steve Gray. Uh, and then, you know, but he said, but somebody like Cat Weasel, go look him up on YouTube. Watch some of his stuff. You'll see his, his comedic timing. Um, so the whole range of stuff. So I've done deep dives of myself on YouTube when I'm sitting at home, you know, on a night off and just spend hours watching it. I'm fascinated by it. It, it's, uh, it really is science the way it was done. I love the old, the old world of sports show uh, with the rounds and the announcer and the way they sold everything. But then I, w I said to Andy, uh, when Fit Fiddly came out, volume got turned up because that guy was a difference maker. He, he would shock your system because he was so wild and rabid and everything, you know. It was just amazing. I loved it. And, uh, and with that in mind as well, um, when guys, so obviously you were um, working behind the scenes with Ring of Honor for quite a while, um, when guys like Will Ospreay and Marty Skull came in, were you aware of their work prior to them coming into Ring of Honor? Or I know Will obviously, he had a bit of a tenure with New Japan before he came in, but Marty especially, he kind of came in, um, I guess his first exposure was PWG, right. but then he came into Ring of Honor. Um, were you aware of what he was doing over here, or was it just kind of hearsay, or how? No, no, no. I, you know, you start to hear the name, who's hot on the scene, and then, you know, as doing due diligence, you know, I'm going to go look people up, and I'm going to have names in mind if a question is asked. Who would you recommend? You know, and and when the question was asked about, you know, Will and Marty, I was like, absolutely, they're both great. They're completely different, uh, but they're very much the same. And kind of what you're looking for, you know, guys in their mid 20s, uh, Will younger, but. Uh, Marty a couple years older and just uh, had it and just had that presence and the villain character is such a you know a difference and and what a transformation he had made over just a few years before I remember telling Nigel um, that uh, hey Nigel we got uh, Marty Skrull coming in party Marty and I said no 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 <laughs> he's, he's doing the he's the villain Marty Skrull now oh, okay very good very good you know like it was sort of uh, but yeah it was um, 
and then doing a deep dive, you know, once I started calling the matches here, and then you start to learn sort of the second, third, you know, layer, and, and the guys from the north, and the guys from the south, and uh, guys that go to Ireland, and Scotland, and Wales, and all these different places, you know, you meet a Chris Ridgway, well, he's from the north, okay, cool, um, and then you start to see the sort of the home team here in Portsmouth uh, on the southern end, and the growth and development of a lot of these young guys and girls, and how they're going to be sort of the next wave over the next few years. It, it, it's not stopping anytime soon. That's interesting, because my philosophy with wrestling, so it's good to hear that, you know, so exposure to Marty and Will can then lead to you then going off one way, another way, and discovering all these new wrestlers, because my kind of philosophy for wrestling, I use a lot of, obviously, international talent here tonight. We've got Jushin Liger, Kushida, Sho and Yo, Rocky Romero, um, Colt Cabana, yeah. um, and obviously they're, they're names that will draw uh, a crowd that may not be familiar with the British talent, but my uh, my philosophy behind that is you'll come and you'll, you'll see a Jushin Liger, but then that might, might be your first exposure to the Aussie Open or an right. El Phantasmo or someone like that. So it's good to kind of get that validation that that, that works even for someone at the highest level of the business. Yeah, and, and like uh, as War Machine was sort of doing their world tour and, and seeing some of their opponents and who they worked with, and then that you bridge off and you start to look at the what they've done. Uh, you know, you've got Lucha stars, you've got Japanese wrestling stars, you've got American wrestling stars, and you've got the, you know, the best of the British wrestling scene. So it really is everything that a fan could want here in Revolution Pro Wrestling. And Andy Boy Simmons on uh, color commentary. I thought you might bring it back, thank Kevin. Thank <laughs> you very much. Always. You mentioned yeah. me for a few minutes. So. Always. Great well, job, Andy. Well done. Great I, job. I checked the boxes by putting Marty Skrull over. Yeah. You know, it's a, it's a prerequisite on the TV show that uh, there has to be a villain Marty Skrull reference on every show by Andy Boy Simmons and also a very quick burial of Will Ospreay. Like, you can never let that go. Like you say, they're, 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 they're very different, but they are the same. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> but love one, hate the other. Yeah, and uh, the, the last, the absolute last thing I, I really want to ask you is, um, so um, you're, uh, you're a self-confessed lifelong fan of professional wrestling. Yes. Um, now, when you left the WWF, how did that affect your psyche? Like, was it something like where you were like, "We, I'm still going to be a part of this wrestling industry no matter what," or was it like you're done with wrestling? Or were, you know, do you know, do you get what I'm yeah, trying to say? Yeah, I do. Um, well, if you remember, so I left in 2003, and then the business started to, as far as very much with WWE, the business started to tilt downward. Not necessarily drawing or presence, but I felt like the the attitude and the direction uh, and and there was a quote, and I can't remember who said it. I feel like, you know, in 05 and 06, if you wanted to watch Raw, for example, you felt like you're watching something dirty. Everybody had some malady, some creep, you know, he's got a foot fetish, or he's into dead people, or whatever. It just got very hard to watch. Um, and it kind of beat the spirit out of me a little bit. Not the love, but just the want to. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then you start to get into ROH, and you start to watch PWG, and it's like, no, okay, there's there's still some really good wrestling out there. Just the stuff presented on TV is crapola. Uh, and then when Cornette uh, left TNA and went to ROH, I sent him an email. I said, now that you're out of witness protection, I can talk to you again. <laughs> uh, if you ever need anything in ROH, please let me know. So I never, even though I had to get into, you know, uh, I had to start a sales career because I couldn't get another job. I didn't have the right television experience to go work at, say, at ESPN. And, and do you think that that goes back to that TV attitude of, oh, pro wrestling? I uh. think so. I never asked anybody who received my resume why they didn't hire me. Because essentially you were on, like, the highest rated shows on cable yes. TV. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, so regardless of whatever they didn't. But it allowed me to go out on my own and to start a career in sales, which made me a better broadcaster. 
because now I ask questions and I ask better questions because that's the key to sales, finding out what the, what the interest of you know, who you're trying to sell to is. Um, so, so the love was always there, uh, the interest was always there. Would I have ever imagined in 2003 that I'd be sitting here on a stage in Portsmouth Guildhall, you know, calling Revolution Pro Wrestling? I've been like, well, okay, that'll be a hell of a leap. But man, it's awesome. It really is. Uh, and at 51 years old, uh, I know that I've got, you know, the best years ahead of me. And I'm so excited about all this. And I just want to make sure that before I retire or I'm dead or whatever, that I leave wrestling better than how I found it. That's always been my goal. That's brilliant. Well, thank you, Kevin. That was brilliant. Thank you. Do, yeah. I, get, do I get paid now? Who no, absolutely me? not. No. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> We this were, was on the arm. It was a favor, wasn't it? You two are friends. Favor? Another favor. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. All right, well then, thank you guys. Thanks for having us. Uh, no. Thank you for being had. Yeah. <laughs> thanks. Well, did everyone enjoy that? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, thanks for joining us, Kevin. That was pretty, uh, pretty cool talk to you. And hopefully we can speak to you again in more detail uh, next time as well when we've not got such a fantastic distracting playlist in the background. Yeah. There was a lot of this stuff going on, wasn't there? It certainly was, yeah. But what um, a night. Great night at the Portsmouth Guild Hall. It was, and you can recap that night, relive it on rpwondemand.com as well as uh, the five shows that Kevin uh, commentated with yourself. Any news on when the TV's going to begin airing? You spoke to um, this week? I have. It's, uh, it's being post-produced. The, guy, the main producer, so basically um, the main producer... Um, Ian, his name is, lovely man. He, uh, I guess he's, he's the guy who in the TV production company who's taken charge of it. He's kind of his baby. Um, and, uh, he is on holiday at the moment. <laughs> All right. So, uh, and he Perfect. said, and, and what he said, I think there's people doing stuff to it still, but like he said, like, you know, he wants to make sure that he kind of oversees it because he was there for the, um, you know, the filming of it. So I'd much rather have someone who was there who knows what we're trying to achieve. Yeah. In an ideal world, you'd be there putting it together, so really, wouldn't you? But it's well, yeah, not feasible. Yeah. Either, so. um, but I'll be. I'll have a look at. Uh, I'll get get to see the rough cut before. Um, you know, make sure it's all in the right direction as soon as it is, as it's ready. Um, and then once we've got once we've got a rough cut, then we'll have a date for when it's going to air. Cool. Um, but there's no. I, I will add. There's absolutely no rush. Um, it will be obviously. It will be before the end of the year. But it's not like we need to get it out next week. You know. Yeah. Um, I, to me, the most important thing is making sure it's done properly. Sure. Um, so that's kind of exciting. Looking forward to it eventually airing. Mm-hmm. I'll be nervous when it does because I'll be like, oh. Yeah, I always say that uh, I if I mean I haven't done one for a long time, and I might have said this before, but you know whenever I was on Guinness World Records or Big Brother or whatever, I'd always watch it first before telling Tell people me, about yeah, it to make right. sure I didn't come across a complete so, prat. So hopefully I'll get so. to see the full final show because that's one thing I, I know I'll see the rough cut. Yeah, see that's the, yeah, but that's the advantage, like, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, but then like, what if what if I see the rough cut and then like it comes back. <laughs> Way worse. Way worse. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I hope you see the rough cut and you can't stand it. You like. Oh. Well, I'll tell the truth. Yeah. I will. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, I, I think I just feel very strongly about. But I, I really don't think it can do unless someone really messes with it because it looked great on our monitors, yeah. like we said last yeah. week. Yeah. I agree. Um, for roll forward to eight weeks' time. Well, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I think it's. Go- I think it's going to be great. Um, so very much looking forward to it. Like I said, just our version of professional wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so and hopefully, like I say, hopefully next time we get to sit down with Kevin, we can speak to him in some more detail as well. I was amazed that uh, he his first time in UK was with Ring of Honor, but we kind of discussed it afterwards. I'm like, oh well, they WWE didn't really come over that much when no. when he was with the company. Um, no. So uh, I guess it stands to reason. Also, an interesting um, an interesting thing from it as well was um, he spoke about going into a sales job after the WWF, 
and he said it taught him how to sell and then he was then able to relate that to pro wrestling mm. and i think that's i think that's something which is often forgotten by so many people especially that live inside a wrestling bubble is that there are life skills outside of pro wrestling that are very much transferable to the world of professional wrestling which is why it's always good to you know keep just be aware yeah. of what's going on in the outside world and not be so insulated to sure. you know this one way of thinking because he's obviously he's come from the the leading company in the world and in, and it has their way of thinking but he says that working a job in sales which is nothing related to professional wrestling at all has increased his ability to do his job within pro wrestling so none of the lessons he learned in pro wrestling he was the lessons he learned outside of pro wrestling that has then helped him inside of pro wrestling and i think that's one of the many reasons what makes him such a fantastic commentator and is why he's doing the best work of his career arguably the best work of his career right now and the reason he's getting so many plaudits is because um you know the new japan product and the stuff he announces is very much a, a product of many lapsed wwe fans would you i think that's fair yeah so. sure yeah um, and I think that yeah, his commentary is a big a big part of you know people's enjoyment of those shows. So and it's not an easy product to get your head round and, and understand and be able to to verbalise. And there's so many intricacies in in the booking um, that is yeah, it's not an easy it's not an easy job at all. And I think Kevin excels at it as he does on Revolution Pro Wrestling and on our TV show. Um, so hats off to you, Kevin Kelly. <laughs> thanks for joining us, Kevin. And thanks for joining us this week, Andy. And uh, bearing all. You saying thank you to me? Yeah. Why? You're feeling guilty, aren't you? I'm sorry. Okay. Anyway, thank you, everyone. Um, we'll be back next week with more shenanigans, uh, more of our of our journeys, our respective journeys, <laughs> <laughs> as we look to find our way in this wicked world. Mm. Um, but yeah, thanks everyone for listening. Yeah. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter, b o y s i m m o n z. And if we'd hit that ten thousand mark by Christmas, I'd be really chuffed. Cool, that'd be some Christmas if you can get a pro wrestling t- tea store up by Christmas, wouldn't, wouldn't it? it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe yeah. get it up by the first of December and you get those Christmas sales in. Yeah, the family will be eating, won't they? Yeah, and as I say, if anyone wants to buy one, yeah, head they're, there. They're up there. wrestlingtees dot com forward slash pillar. P i l l a r. So from one pillar to another, I'd like to say thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next week. All right, bye. Later. Oh, follow me on Twitter, at A-Quildan, A-Q-U-I-L-D-A-N. Cheers. Ladies.